Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what's going on? Um, just, you know, getting into the meat now of this uh, semifinals. Uh, got the Thursday night football tonight. Uh, covered that already. Um, yeah, just looking forward to this semifinals week. Just glad to be in some playoffs to to feel entertained with it. Hopefully, the people out there are as well. And uh, hopefully, we get these these dubs, these chips, man. Trying to be like Jordan. Yeah, man. Got to get these chips, y'all. That's what it's about. Um, but obviously, like we, we you know, we, I can't stress it enough. If even if you're not in contention, uh, still continue to pay attention. Um, cause you, you gotta, it's going to help you be better next year. Um, mm-hmm. all this information that you take in, just even working the waiver wire, you know, fine tuning your process. Um, you know, again, you know, we, one of the things that we've talked about before is, you know, just taking some notes, like taking notes about around this time of, you know, of what you thought about a particular player, what you think about a particular player. Um, cause that might lead you into the following year. I mean, you know, I, I talk about it all the time, but one of the notes that I remember writing down last year uh, around this time was A.J. Brown because of what he was doing during this stretch right here uh, during the fantasy playoffs. So, um, you know, similar to a guy like what Brandon Ayuk is doing, right? So, uh, you know, see some symbolism there and, and uh, some similarities there and, you know, uh, continue – to fine-tune our process. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, A.J. Brown was definitely a huge standout last year for, for league winners. Um, hopefully people can see that in kind of Antonio Gibson, even though he's hurt, um, but with the damage he was doing uh, and the trajectory he was on to be maybe uh, on the top of the draft picks next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this is the part one preview where we uh, round out, we go through the top the uh all the games run through them, uh, dealing with the spreads, the totals, giving uh, giving out our picks as well as the fantasy analysis. Uh, so, uh, ten games to cover today. So, without further ado, let's just jump right to it. Uh, and the first game on the slate is the uh, Saturday matchup, 4:30 p.m. The ten and three Buffalo Bills traveling to Denver to take on the. Uh, five and eight Denver Broncos. This is a fifty-point total here. The buff the Buffalo Bills are seven-point favorites in terms of injuries here. Um, John Brown, he is still on the injured reserve, designated to return, um, but he has not been activated. Will not be activated ahead of this game. He will be out. Uh, Jaquan Johnson, safety for Buffalo, he is out with an ankle injury. Uh, then for Denver kicker Brandon McManus. 
He is uh, dealing with an undisclosed injury, so he will be out in this game. Uh, Philip Lindsay, he's questionable dealing with a hip issue. Uh, running back um, Melvin Gordon, he's dealing with a shoulder, so he, he also will be questionable. Uh, and then cornerbacks Duke da- Duke Dawson as well as Keith Tolliver are both um, expected to or, or both added uh, were both added to the injured reserve as they're both dealing with knee injuries. Um, no weather concerns in this matchup here, so that's good news there as well. Um, in ter- for me in, in this game, I'm taking the Bills to cover the Bills to win. Um, you know, Josh Allen, he should rip up this this Denver defense. He's been on a tear the last few weeks. Um, you know, you know, both these defenses actually are top twelve in in fantasy points allowed per uh, per drop back to the quarterback position. Um, the Bills are actually the worst in that metric, allowing the the most. So I think Drew Locke has some intrigue here, although the range of outcomes are very wide with Drew Locke. But obviously, coming off that four touchdown game against Carolina, um, could potentially be here. Could be in a good spot here as well. Um, Obviously, for for Buffalo playing Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, but uh, for at running back, I think we're getting to a point where maybe you could potentially flex Zach Moss in deeper leagues or even uh, a standard league. Uh, he was 11th of uh, at the running back position in opportunity share in Week 14 at 64% of the running back opportunities. Um, but even if you don't play him, I think he's worth holding on to as someone you could potentially play next week against New England. Uh, Gabriel Davis uh, saw increased targets last week, so I think he's somebody that you can uh, flex potentially. Uh, and I'm still looking at Cole Beasley as a strong wide receiver too. Um, and then for Denver, uh, Tim Patrick has intrigue. Uh, we obviously saw KJ Hamler get it done last week, um, but I, you know, I think that's really all I'm looking to. I mean, these running backs, their flex options uh, here. Maybe Melvin Gordon, uh, RB3 with RB2 upside, but uh, I'm not really excited to play any of these guys. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Bills to cover and then the Bills to win. Definitely surprising that uh, a Bills-Denver game in December doesn't have any weather effects, but uh, should be good to hear. Yeah, no. Um, on the Buffalo side, though, Josh Allen playing him. Um, which you and Zach Moss, he's been looking much better of late. Also got the bulk of carries last week uh, against the Steelers defense. So you you can play him, I think, as a flex option. Um, Diggs, of course, been money all year. First receiver to get to that 100 receptions mark. Uh, so you're playing him. Um, and Cole Beasley as well. Uh, he's going to probably be the second leader in targets. Um, so you're, he's playable. Uh, on Denver's side, Drew Locke has just been crazy. Of course, last week was a week. He went off, um, but <clears throat> I, you know it's it's hard to really trust him. He's only for super flexes only if you're if you're desperate. Um, he can be playable. Melvin Gordon, uh, I agree with you on him. More of a low end RB two, uh, maybe RB three, um, but he's got a high carry number so far this year. Uh, and Tim Patrick, uh, always a go. Um, Noah Fant has been banged up pretty much. Um, so I mean, if he's out there, you just hoping for the best but uh tim patrick is probably the main pass catcher i'm trusting in this offense yeah he's the only one i think we can really uh trust yeah. with any yeah. level of confidence yeah. um all right let's move on to this next matchup man we've got the uh it's a saturday night game uh 8 15 p.m saturday doubleheader the four nine carolina panthers traveling to 
uh, Green Bay to take on the 10 and 3 Green Bay Packers. This is a 51 and a half point total. Uh, the Packers are eight and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he's questionable with a hamstring. Um, DJ Moore, he's actually been activated from the COVID reserve list, uh, and he he's expected to play coming off that that ankle injury. So that's good news there. Uh, bad news, Christian McCaffrey, he is doubtful with that thigh injury. Uh, Green Bay does have a bunch of guys questionable, but. Uh, overall seems like as if they're in good shape. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Green Bay to cover, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Um, pretty much on this game, uh, you know, I'm taking – I like on the Panther side, I do like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, actually, no, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to cover. Uh, check that. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater, he's back. Um, he played well last week again. Uh, your QB streamer of the week, I think streamer of the year, you, you can play him. Uh, th- he was 32% available when we did the waiver episode, so he was out there to go grab. Mike Davis, um, Chris McCaffrey, not expected to play again this week, so uh, throw out Mike Davis out there um, as a, a solid RB2 option. Um, no, was able to get two touchdowns last week, so that's a good sign that he's getting in the red zone. This offense is just better as a whole. When Teddy's healthy and going, um, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, uh, those guys, DJ Moore being back, which is good for for Teddy and going down the field. Uh, Robbie Anderson, though, both these receivers are playable, um, so you're good to go there. Um, that's pretty much it for the the Panther side. Curtis Samuel, um, not really sure his how it's going to be, um, but uh, I think you can throw out the Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Packers side uh, has been money all year. He's in a great spot here with Aaron Jones, who who struggled last week. Well, not struggled, but didn't have uh, the boom week we were expecting, but expecting to bounce back this week. And then Devontae Adams, who's got 91 receptions, probably the next to get that 100 receptions mark, will continue to dominate and probably get close to 20 points and half-point PPR, as he, he's been doing every week. And then Robin Tunyon, uh, yeah, tied in one. He's hot right now. you got to keep rolling him out there. Yeah, man, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm taking the under here, taking Carolina to cover, taking Green Bay to win. Uh, yeah, Teddy B, like I said, stream of the week. I like him this week. Uh, Mike Davis, he's gonna get the volume, so you're gonna roll him out there as well. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he may end up here matched up with Jair Alexander, so uh, maybe uh, more of a. I actually do like Curtis Samuel more of these three options. Uh, DJ Moore is playing, but he's coming off the ankle and the COVID, so. Uh, not really, de- not really sure. You know what his state is there, but Curtis Samuel, uh, he has been hot of late, uh, has been getting volume. Um, so I think you know between Robbie Anderson getting matched up with Al- with Jair Alexander, uh, who's who's been shut down, and uh, DJ Moore, you know, coming off of his injury and and his his illness, I- I'm actually you know hotter on Samuel this week. Um, but for Green Bay. I- yeah, it's it's Rodgers, Adams, Jones, uh, Tunyon uh, as the must starts there. Uh, MVS yeah. and Lazard, are, you know, guys that you could take shot on with, you know, MVS being the yeah, probably MVS. There. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, and then you know, I I want to say you could flex Jamal Williams. We wanted to do that last week, but the matchup is is really good here with Carolina. So. Um, it's really just, I think he's a desperation flex. Like, uh, if you really don't have a, any other running back. If you're the options, Ronald Jones person, uh, and manager, yeah. and Miles Gaskin, both of them. 
Yeah, you know, you, and you weren't able to get Jeff Wilson or yeah, um, you know, one of those guys there. Then, then I'm I'm pro- I'm comfortable rolling Jamal Williams. It's just a matter of is he going to get enough touches to be productive? Yeah, there for you. But um, anything else on this matchup here, Greg? Uh, nah, yeah, the Packers should keep rolling though. Yeah, they definitely should do that. Um, all right, <clears throat> next up. The uh, week Sunday one o'clock, we've got the six and seven Chicago Bears traveling to Minnesota to take on the six and seven Minnesota Vikings. This is a three and a uh, forty six and a half point total. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Uh, Buster Screen cornerback for the Chicago Bears is uh, questionable with a concussion. Uh, tight end Jimmy Graham he is uh, he was limited uh, participant in practice. Dealing with a hip injury, so he's questionable. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, tight end Kyle Rudolph, he was a DNP on Thursday, dealing with a foot injury, so uh, trending towards him not playing, it seems. Uh, Alexander Madison, he's questionable, dealing with, uh, obviously, uh, having had his appendectomy, so uh, he is making his way back. And then Eric Hendricks, linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, he's questionable, dealing with a calf. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota to win. Um, I, I like both quarterbacks here. Uh, the Bears, you know, they haven't been as good, you know, against quarterbacks in recent weeks. Uh, but during the last five weeks there, you know, they've allowed the six most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Three of the three of the four uh, have been top 12 performances, uh, including one, two, Kirk Cousins. Uh, so, uh, J- Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they both had big days last time these guys played, so I'm comfortable playing them. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., obviously, if Kyle Rudolph doesn't play, I- I'm I'm comfortable playing him as well. And then for the Bears, I'm willing to go to the well uh, with Mitch. It's not required. Uh, I just think it's something that we you know can do you know specifically maybe in DFS or two quarterback leagues. Um, but I do like this spot. Uh, David Montgomery, he's also in another good spot here. So. Uh, Minnesota can be run on, so I do like that. And then uh, Allen Robinson, the top target for the Bears, according to PFF, expected to be matched up with Cameron Dantzler, who uh, we used to pick on. Uh, you know, between weeks one and ten, the rookie was given up uh, 0.42 half PPR points per coverage snap over the last month. Uh, between weeks 11, 11 and fourteen, Dantzler's allowing 0.11 half PPR points per coverage snap. So uh, he's playing really good football right now. Uh, something to note from a DFS perspective, you're not benching Allen Robinson. Uh, don't hear what I'm not saying. But uh, obviously, uh, my my stream of the week, Cole Komet, I, I'm rolling him out there as well. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Bears to cover. I'm taking the Vikings to win, though. Um, on the Bears side, Mitch Trubisky coming off a you know, pretty, very, pretty solid week last week. Um, I think you can definitely throw him out here again in this situation. Uh, as a good streamer um, with Dave Montgomery, who's been balling of late, probably the two best matchups that you can have uh, at the running back position. Uh, solid spot here. Um, you know, still the D-line is a little banged up, but you can trust Dave Montgomery uh, as a borderline RB1. Um, Allen Robinson, and probably the main receiver to trust in this offense, uh, probably going to get over 10-plus targets. Uh, and Cole Komet, I think is usable. Uh, I wouldn't be able to trust any other 
uh, pass catchers other than those two. Um, Anthony Millen, Darna Mooney are probably not intriguing at this point in the semifinals. Uh, on the on the Vikings side, Kirk Cousins been money of late, uh, getting uh, over 300 yards in those three touchdowns. I think he's also in play. Uh, Dalvin Cook should hopefully be that bona fide RB1 for you, top five play, uh, especially just screaming out the good juju for him to, to kill and get me in the semifinals win. And then uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, you know, both uh, down weeks last week. The bounce back should be here. Uh, this tough matchups on the outside, but, uh, you know, with you know the way Kirk Cousins is playing right now and the way these receivers have been playing all year, I think they're definitely playable as both, um, you know, top 20 plays. Yeah, man, definitely, uh, definitely with that. Um, all right, man, let's move on to this next matchup, and the uh, we finally got a total on it. It's the five and eight Detroit Lions traveling to Tennessee to take on the nine and four Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a total initially because there is some question about who the quarterback will be. Uh, I still don't think we have a definitive answer on who the quarterback will be. Uh, but the total is 51 and a half. The mm-hmm. Titans are 10 and a half point favorites. Um, Matthew Stafford, he was a DMP on Thursday. He's listed as questionable with the rib injury and the thumb injury. Um, you know, we have seen in the past Matthew Stafford not practice and play. Um, so, you know, he actually did that this year where he didn't practice. Uh, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't ill, but, um, you know, was dealing with a false positive, I think, or something of that nature. Didn't have yeah. to practice and still started the game. So, uh, obviously, he's dealing with an injury here, so it's a little bit different. But I'm sure he's done that, done this in the past as well. He's a tough guy. Um, so, I really don't know if he's going to play. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bank on him not playing. Um, Kenny Galladay, he was a DMP. He's doubtful with the hip. Uh, Put him on IR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they haven't put him on IR, but um, yeah, it's uh, I, like we've been saying, just expect him not to play. Yeah, uh, Frank Ragno, center for the for the Detroit Lions, he uh, tougher than you and I, Greg. Uh, fractured throat, he is questionable. Didn't know you could fracture your throat. That's a fact. That sounds like close to death to me, honestly. <laughs> Fracturing right? your throat. Uh, <laughs> Continued to play in the game. He did this in the first quarter of the game on Sunday and uh, played the whole game with a fracture. Crazy. Throw. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, and then A.J. Brown, uh, he's questionable with an ankle. Uh, he's the last two weeks given us these scares where you think he's he, you know he's not going to get back up from it and he gets back up and you're like, oh, thank God. You know, even though he goes limping off, and then you're like, "Oh, hopefully it's not too bad," and then he comes back like nothing ever happened. So yeah, him and him and Tiger uh, Hill do that. With Tiger Hill is like <laughs> limping after some runs, but maybe he's just so fast <laughs> that it looks like he's limping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he, Sunday Tyreek Hill had a cramp, but yeah, I mean, okay. he's always he slipped on the tarp as well on Sunday, and I thought I thought something happened to him there too. Uh, so yeah, be careful, guys. Uh, and then defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons, he's questionable with the knee injury. Um, and then three of the five uh, offensive linemen for the Titans, they're all questionable. So um, something to note there. Uh, but, Greg, where are you at with this matchup here? Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover, and I'm going to take Tennessee Titans to win the game. Um, 
Matthew Stafford, I'm going to assume he's not going to play, I think, because that did go into my analysis for Tennessee being my defensive stream of the week. Um, Chase Daniel will be back up. He's not a horrible backup, but uh, it'll be some uh, ability for Tennessee to kind of dominate this game. Um, if uh, it's not Stafford, uh, I think it really comes down to, you know, DeAndre Swift, uh, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson. Um, those three guys mm-hmm. uh, are, you know, in play, and um, they're playable. I think uh, giving you great value at that position is TJ Hawkinson being a tight end one, uh, Marvin Jones being a, sh- a strong wide receiver two with a high target share, and uh, DeAndre Swift being a very upside RB2, got some RB1 upside with the touches he was getting uh, prior to when he was getting hurt. Um, on the tight end side, Ryan Tannehill is in a great spot um, to continue to – Play him as a QB1 for him to lead you guys to championships. Uh, December Derek, you already know. It's, uh, he's going to continue to dominate uh, and rock up yards and, and points for you guys. Uh, he's got 14 touchdowns. He needs to get to that, you know, that, that 18 mark, you know, to, to correlate to last year. And then A.J. Brown, uh, monster beast. You're playing him. Corey Davis, not a solid week last week, but he should bounce back in a good spot here. Uh, easy matchup for both these guys. So uh, it'd be nice for them. And then the tight end. Uh, Smith versus Ferkser. I'm I'm not I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the under here. I actually ha- initially had Tennessee to cover, but uh, I did change my pick. I I, I overreacted. Uh, I did what the you know what people normally do overreact to the backup quarterback being in the in the, in the lineup. But mm-hmm. I even wrote down here in my notes that Chase Daniel is competent. So yeah, um, yep. Assuming Stafford doesn't play. Uh, that obviously downgrades the passing attack, but uh, not by much because, like we said, Chase Daniel, he's a competent quarterback here. Uh, Marvin Jones, he can still be fired up. He's fifth at the wide receiver position in targets per game over the last three weeks at, at just yeah, over 10. Yeah, he's been 10. dominating targets. Yeah, he's been a target machine here. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you're obviously firing him up. Uh, and then DeAndre Swift, you know, I'm going to roll with him this week as a high-end RB2. Uh, he played 60% of the snaps last week, saw 60% of the running back opportunity share. Um, so this was his first game, uh, you know, back from the concussion and the illness. And, you know, he was getting 60%. So hopefully, like you were saying, we get trended. We, it trends back towards uh, where he was getting, uh, you know, trends back to where it was before he was uh, before he was dealing with the concussion when we saw this backfield really start to uh, become his uh, but obviously yeah. for Tennessee, uh, Derrick Henry, obvi- of course, uh, Ryan Tannehill in this passing attack, I think they should be fired up as well. Uh, A.J. Brown, like you were saying, he's he's a beast. He should dog this this matchup in this matchup here. Um, but Co- uh, Corey Davis in particular, he has a really good matchup here. So um, I, I'm looking at him as a strong wide receiver to play uh, with that wide receiver one upside, obviously. Uh, and then I'm staying away from the tight ends, just as you are. So yeah, man. Um, <laughs> just do it. yeah. Unfortunately, I have to play one in the in our, <laughs> in our dynasty league against you. Um, oh man, oh man. I mean, yeah. I don't. Even if I gave you the wrong answers on purpose, it, it could be the right answer. It doesn't. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no. So it is what it is. Um, Yo, it's play Jimmy Graham. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just hoping George Kittle comes back because I will play him. Mm, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll activate activate and play right away. Yeah, George Kittle. right away. So <laughs> um, let's move on to this next matchup, man. We've got the 4-9 and nine Houston Texans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the 
nine and four Indianapolis Colts. This game is at on Sunday at one p.m. Uh, the 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 total here is fifty one points. The the Colts are seven point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, safety Justin Reed he was added to the injured reserve uh, with a thumb injury, uh, having had surgery on that, so he's out for the remainder of the season. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he will miss last game. He was a limited participant with a neck injury, so he's questionable for this game. Uh, defensive tackle Brandon Dunn, uh, he was uh, he's was added to the injured reserve uh, with a hip injury uh, for Indianapolis. To Forrest Buckner, he was questionable uh, to play in this game. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, he was a DMP Wednesday, but he's also questionable to play in this game. Uh, I'm gonna fire. Oh, for me, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take the Col- the Houston Texans to cover. I'm gonna take the Colts to win. Fire up Deshaun Watson. I like Kiki Kuti this week, but I also like Chad Hansen as well. Uh, he's seen more targets the last two weeks, uh, so I would fire him up with the same level of confidence, if if not more. Uh, David Johnson, he's back, so I think you could fire him up as an RB two. Uh, and then for Indianapolis, uh, Philip Rivers, T. Y. Hilton. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, those guys all, um, you know, uh, we, I would say Hines is a flex, but the other guys, they're all, they're all must starts in this matchup here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take, though, I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take the Colts to cover, and I'm going to take the, the Colts to win. Um, they're really establishing this run game right now, and this is really good to see. Um, Phillip Rivers is definitely playable. Um, been pretty consistent of late with the you know the 200 getting over to close to 250 yards two touchdowns playing him must start with you with jt uh with you with ty hilton um playing hot of late naheem hines you can definitely flex uh and on the texan side yeah pretty simple with deshaun watson uh david david johnson being back uh safe not sexy rb2 uh but deshaun watson also qb1 um and yeah uh, as far as the receivers kiki qt he did dominate uh, came out uh, against Indy two weeks ago. Um, I don't expect maybe that performance, but he's definitely playable. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not really sure how the the second receivers is. I'm I'm very confident in Kiki. Uh, Deshaun will have to find points though in the air, so there's other receivers to to be intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely like Chad Hansen in deeper leagues. Uh, yeah, obviously Brandon Cooks. Uh, will, yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks. He yeah, plays. He steps yeah. in as as the, as the top target, but yeah. Um, yeah, moving on to this next matchup, the one and twelve Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Baltimore to take on the eight and five Baltimore Ravens. This is a forty-seven and a half point total. The Ravens are thirteen point favorites here. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Marquise Brown, he uh, as well as Miles Boykin and James Prochet, all out on the COVID nineteen list. So they will miss this game. Uh, Marcus Peters, he is questionable with a calf. For Jacksonville, Brandon Linder, he was added to the injured reserve with an ankle injury. And then cornerback Trey Herndon, uh, he was added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, With this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Baltimore to cover and uh, Baltimore to win. Um, Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad. I think, you know, this one strength of Baltimore it just matches up with the one weakness of like the huge weakness of Jacksonville which is their rush defense uh and yeah Baltimore should be running all day and every day especially with not a lot of receiver depth um Lamar 
Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think the led by that three that three headed monster running the ball. Lamar's going to be a QB one. Um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I think you can fire them both up. Uh, J.K. having you know the higher upside, um, but both of these guys are very playable at the running back position. Um, and at receiver, I think the only one that's intriguing, besides Mark Andrews, of course, he's a tight end one. Uh, he's going to be the main pass catcher down the field. But Willie Sneed, probably that short intermediate guy when they do pass, will probably lead in the targets uh, and receptions for this team. So I, I like Willie Sneed if, uh, in deeper leagues. Uh, and then on Jacksonville side, um, James Robinson and James Robinson pretty much. Uh, Gardner Minshew, is, is he going to be able to play? Is he, is he fine? He's, yeah, he's start- Gardner Minshew is starting. Yeah, uh, Garner Mitchell's back, which does help DJ Shark a lot. Um, I think this connection will be back. You're not playing Garner Mitchell, but I think DJ Shark is definitely playable as a solid wide receiver too. Greg, this is where you're supposed to say you can play Gardner Minshew, then I disagree Oh, true, with you, true. You're right, Gardner you're right. Minshew ends up as a QB1. Uh, not against Baltimore <laughs> in his first start. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm gonna actually I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take the Jacks to cover. Gonna take Baltimore to win. Uh, yeah, Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews. Uh, they're all I can I can really count on for Baltimore. I'm not interested in in the Baltimore passing attack outside of Andrews, but I, I do understand uh, Willie Sneed. Um, you know, playing him, but you know, with the the strength of Baltimore matching up with the weakness of Jacksonville, yeah. so well. I mean, yeah, Lamar threw for a hundred and you know, 169 passing yards last week or whatever it was on Monday Night Football. So uh, not going to look for, uh, you know, receiving work from in this passing in this passing attack. But for Jacksonville, uh, James Robinson, uh, that's really it. Maybe you take the shot on, on Shark or, or Chenault in, in DFS with a healthy Gardner back. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it, not necessarily in, in redraft. Yeah, now there are other, you know, wide receivers. I, I take T.Y. a lot over a lot of receivers um, I would this take week. Nelson Aguilar playing tonight. Yes, I agree with that. I take Nelson Aguilar, I take T.Y. I take, uh, I wouldn't go as far as like, you know, a guy like Tim Patrick or something like that, though. I think I still take DJ Shark. Yeah, I mean, Tim Patrick, DJ Shark is an interesting conversation. I think I, think I would have to go Tim Patrick just because mm. he's just been so consistent where Shark has been so up and down. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think they have the same upside. I just think that Tim Patrick has shown a safer floor. Yeah. Moving on to this next matchup, we've got the 6-7 and seven New England Patriots traveling to Miami to take on the 8-5 and five Miami Dolphins. This is a 41.5 point total. The Dolphins are 2.5 point favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, Devontae Parker, wide receiver, is, is questionable with a hamstring. Mike Gusecki, he's questionable with a shoulder. Um, I've read a report that he is not expected to play. So, um, yeah, after that crazy catch that he had. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jakeem Grant, he's questionable with a hamstring as well. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, uh, he's questionable with a hip. Uh, and then Damian Harris, he was a limited participant, um, so he is questionable. Um, he was downgraded, actually, after practice. So never a good sign. Keep an eye out on, on that there. For me, I'm going to take the uh, I'm gonna take the 
over. Uh, I don't know why I'm taking the over. I'm going to change this pick to the under. I mean, I'm taking the over. Uh, I'm just going to take the over because I feel like they're <laughs> trying to set this trap here for me. Uh, 41 and a half. That's not really a lot. Miami 22, New England 20. But I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take New England to cover, New England to win. Uh, Bill Belichick, again, he's had 10 days to prepare for this game. Um, you know, a rookie quarterback here with Tua. Uh, so I, I, that's kind of where my thought process is here. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, he's really the only one I'm really interested in this in this, in this entire game, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if you could really count on anybody else. I mean, um, from if you're, you know, we've talked about his position flexibility earlier in the week wide receiver running back he plays slot receiver for the Miami Dolphins Jakeem Grant Devontae Parker the Mike Gusecki all potentially could be out of this game um and the if there's one area of the field where the the Patriots are beat in the passing attack it is from the slot receiver so Lim Bowden has a ton of uh intrigue for me that way uh, and so if you need a flex play uh, if you need a running back in a PPR league, I think he makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah, if you were the Miles Gaskin Washington. manager. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're the Miles Gaskin manager uh, in a PPR league. Um, DeAndre Washington, I have my reservations. Obviously, the matchup is really good here, but uh, Matt Breida was activated from the COVID reserve list. So what's his involvement going to be? What's the They're workload going to be here? <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, who, who were you not use Brita? Yeah, they they never gonna use Brita. No, they never use Brita. Right? They never I mean, use them. Yeah, that's yeah. So maybe it is Washington, but uh, I would honestly, uh, I have more faith in in Bowden this week than I do Washington. Um, yeah, because I feel like you know I I agree with you. I was gonna say that. Yeah. No. And then um, on the New England side, I just look. I'm picking New England to win. I'm picking, you know, the, the New England defense is my stream of the week. I I still do not want to anything to do with this New England side. I'm sorry, not doing it. Not in the semis of my playoffs. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm taking the under. I'm taking the pass to cover. I'm taking the pass to win. I don't know how to do it. Well, I do know how it's mostly the defense. Uh, I'm with you on that New England side. There's no one I am willing to touch. Uh, Damian Harris, maybe, if you, like, need a running back. Uh, yeah, and that's the only because he'll give you some type of floor. He might give you, you know, 15 carries, 60 to 80 yards, but that's it. Uh, and on Miami side, uh, I'm yeah, Lim Bowden Jr. I'm with you as that gadget player, PPR player. And if Devontae Parker is able to play, I think you can you can throw him out there. But other than that, it's, it's going to be ugly. And the Pats, the Pats are going to win, but no, with no help of their offense. <laughs> they probably get there, you know, get some field goals, and then the defense will take them lead them the rest of the way yeah man definitely um all right man moving on to this next matchup we've got the five and eight san francisco 49ers traveling to dallas uh to take on the four nine dallas cowboys this game is on sunday at 405 p.m this game has a total of 45 and a half points the niners are three-point favorites um I'm going to take, oh, sorry, but in, in terms of injuries, uh, Zeke Elliott, he's dealing with a calf. He was a limited participant in practice. Uh, Raheem Mostert, he's questionable with an ankle. It was a DM, DMP on Wednesday. Uh, as we record this on uh, on Thursday night, the Niners have not practiced yet. 
uh, on Thursday. So we don't know what Raheem Mostert's status is there, but that's something to keep an eye on on whether he practices today or not. Uh, the fact he needed an MRI earlier in the week uh, shows that it's it's not just your normal uh, ankle sprain there. Uh, and then George Kittle, as we mentioned, he is uh, designated to return from the injured reserve uh, with that uh, foot injury that he suffered. So, Greg, where are you at with, in terms of this matchup here? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys cover, and I'm, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to win. I think the you know the Cowboys have been playing better defensively of late, um, definitely last week. I mean, it was Cincinnati, but in general, they have been uh, playing a little bit better defensively. Um, Nick Mullins, you know, not playing. I don't think you can trust any of these quarterbacks in this offense, this game. But uh, Mostert and Jeff Wilson, oh Jeff, sorry, Jeff Wilson Jr. will be like probably the lead back in this one for the 49ers side. So you're playing him as a, uh, a solid RB two. Um, definitely, I think can get a touchdown with the fact that he gets uh, probably get all the red zone carries and all the goal line carries. So that's good for them. Um, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk uh, in the smash spot here. Uh, you're definitely playing him. He's been money of late since coming back. I think you know since every game he's played. If it hasn't been for COVID, he's been out there and he's been money for you. Uh, George Kittle. I mean, I'm pr- you know for him. You know, I hope he can come back and play. But you know, for me. I'm hoping he doesn't come back. You know, I need him to not, you know, for this juice that you, he could supply for you. Um, you know, I'm not – I feel like if you're a George Kittle manager, you shouldn't bank on him playing. You know, the IR to return tag isn't necessarily meaning that he's going to play. So just keep monitor that situation. Um, but, yeah, for, for the pass catchers, other than Ayuk, um, it's only pretty much Ayuk without Debo. And on the, the Cowboys side, uh, Andy Dawn seems to love Amari Cooper, so you're going to keep firing him up. Uh, as a wide receiver one, um, Zeke and Tony Pollard is just a messy situation uh, that <laughs> is really tough. If you're in the semifinals, and you have one of these two players. Uh, I think if you do, they're they're flexes um, at this point, uh, and that's really where the conversation has to start and 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 and, um, and other than that, CD Lamb I think is also a good upside flex option. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm going to take the over here. I'm actually going to take the Niners to cover. I'm going to take the Niners to win. Uh, I just think they, they dominate with this run game mm-hmm. here. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, I am I mean, he's there's – there's another guy that I'm, I'm really looking to uh, for a start of the week, but Jeff Wilson Jr., I keep uh, keep looking at him, especially if Raheem Mostert doesn't please, play. Please, please keep looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to play against him in our in our dynasty league, so not excited about that part. But um, yeah, no, I think he's in a really great spot here against this Dallas defense. Uh, no Debo Samuel, uh, no potentially no Raheem Mostert. Uh, we obviously know Shanahan. Um, you know, Jarek McKinnon must have done something to him <laughs> to hurt him uh, in some way. Something, <laughs> so, yo. He brought, must have brought up so, the, 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 the Pats comeback or something. I don't know. The comeback last year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he had to do something to really to really upset Kyle Shanahan because yeah. uh, he doesn't do anything except play special teams now. So, uh, <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Getting bank on that Jeff team, Wilson. too. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, so, Jeff Wilson Jr., he's somebody I really want to play this week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's obviously, uh, you know, somebody that, you know, we've been high on. He, he you know, to f- talk about uh, what you, you know, to speak to what you've been talking about in terms of his, 
his consistency and how good he's been. Uh, this dude has had uh, either a touchdown or a hundred yards receiving in every game since he's played since week six. So, Ooh, sounds like uh, Juju when he started. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, Brandon Ayuk, uh, he's he's killing right now. So start that man up here against the Dallas Cowboys pass defense that has, uh, you know, like you said, they've been playing a little bit better, but uh, still getting beat up at the wide receiver position. For Dallas, I I am gonna roll out Amari Cooper, like you said. Uh, you know, I gotta give it to him, man. Uh, he's, yeah, he's man. been killing. Yeah, and man. And it's been he's been consistent. Uh, he's been healthy. He's been available, uh, and it's, he's been doing it without Dak Prescott. So uh, Amari Cooper, he has uh, he's earned a new a new uh, reputation in my eyes this year. There you so go. I, I'm paying I'm paying attention to you, Amari. I like it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm 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 a little I'm a little mad on everything else. Uh, I don't, you know, obviously I don't want to attach myself to Andy Dalton all that much. Uh, here. No. So, um, you know, CD Lamb does make a ton of sense as a potential flex play. Uh, so, but you know, that's about as far as I would go. Yeah. Um, I mean Zeke Elliott, uh, Tony Pollard. I mean, yeah, you can, but but why? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, if, if I definitely had a better option, I'd be ready to bench Zeke. Um, I would start with him in the bench and see if you could find a better play. And then if you have to, then slide him in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a, That would be my approach as well. Um, all right, moving on to this next matchup. Uh, we've got the 9-4 and four Seattle Seahawks traveling to Washington to take on the 6-7 uh, and seven Washington football team. This is a 44 and a half point total. The Washington football team are five and a half point underdogs. In terms of injuries, uh, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, they're both limited participants in practice. Um, Carlos Hyde dealing with the hamstring. Uh, Chris Carson dealing with the foot injury. Uh, Greg Olson designated uh, to return from the injured reserve. So um, he's somebody that could potentially return to muck up this tight end position in Seattle. No, Will Disley was just getting momentum, man. It's crazy. Crazy. Can't still don't have confidence enough confidence to start him. I don't have him in that league, so there we go. Uh, that's why I can't <laughs> start him. Uh, the Shazer Everett uh, safety for the Washington Football Team. He is on. He has been added to the <clears throat> reserve. Um, Lamar Miller uh, was actually signed to the Washington Football Team. He is out. Uh, well, because that's has to undergo COVID protocols. Uh, Alex Smith, he was a DMP, uh, questionable, uh, with that leg injury with a calf strain. So, uh, something to note there if he will start, if not, it will be Dwayne Haskins. And then Antonio Gibson, he was a DMP at practice with a toe injury. Uh, in this game, I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Washington to cover, Seattle to win. Uh, Gonna play DK Metcalf. Uh, he's got the best matchup here. I'm not gonna blindly start Tyler Lockett anymore, especially Ooh. on this playoffs. Uh, he's over the last three weeks seeing a 17% target share. Uh, that's only six targets a game. Uh, Russ is not being allowed to cook any as often anymore. Josh Gordon is eligible to play in this game, so there's a lot of variables here at play. Um, if he didn't play, if he didn't play Arizona in the last eight weeks, then he he was just meh. Because, uh, you know, he scored 70 PPR points in Arizona in, in the combined two games. Uh, 74 PPR points, to be exact, actually. 
uh, in two games in Arizona in that span. So um, if you have better options, look there. Uh, Terry McLaurin's also somebody I have a little bit less confidence in headed into this matchup. He's been dealing with an ankle uh, injury. He even aggravated it at one point during this game. He could be dealing with a potential quarterback issue as well. So, um, you know, I'm looking for a pivot, uh, but I'm not concerned the way I am with Tyler Lockett. And then uh, J.D. McKissick in a revenge game, fire him up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with <clears throat> the under as well, the Washington football team to cover, and the Seattle Seahawks to win. Um, yeah, Dwayne Trashkins, man, you know, it's not going to be good if he starts. <laughs> Alex Smith, uh, if he's able to play, definitely a little better for his offense, but I'm not expecting him to. Uh, I'm looking towards, yeah, J.D. McKissick um, being, you know, the PPR running back uh, that he's going to be without Antonio Gibson, probably going to lead the team in, in uh, probably maybe targets and receptions. Uh, after that, Terry McLaurin, uh, you're playing him as a, you know, low end wide receiver two, high end flex, I think. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Logan Thomas is playable because he's a better than average tight end, which is just maybe higher than seven PPR, I mean, seven points. So uh, you're playing him. Uh, on the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson, QB1. Chris Carson, been money since he's been back. Uh, RB1 to start, and DK Metcalf, uh, absolutely money. You're playing him. Um, but Will Disley was playing better of late. Uh, if you still want to take a gamble on him, I think you can. Uh, yeah, Tyler Lockett has been uh, pretty uh, hit or miss lately. A lot of misses, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to trust him in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, Russ has been, he's been okay as well. Um, you know, DK Metcalf has really cemented himself as as the guy. I mean, where these guys used to have target shares near one another, uh, you know, where, you know, maybe it was 20, 23% for DK Metcalf and 22% for Tyler Lockett, where at one point it was 25 and 25. Uh, but now DK Metcalf seeing nearly 30% of the targets over the last three weeks, 29%. Uh, and like I said, Tyler Lockett's down to 17%. Uh, and, you know, you can only assume how it'll be affected even more potentially with Josh Gordon entering the mix here. So, um, yeah, not blindly starting Tyler Lockett. Obviously, you know the what the upside you could be missing here. But uh, in the fantasy playoffs, uh, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make the the smart the smart plays the better plays uh, as opposed to you know starting the name plays yeah the name plays you know that's yeah that's kind of what i'm focused on right now yep um all right moving on to the next and final matchup that we are covering 4 25 p.m on sunday uh the eight and five tampa bay buccaneers traveling to atlanta to take on the four nine atlanta falcons this is a 50 and a half point total the tampa bay buccaneers are six point favorites uh, in terms of injuries, Calvin Ridley, he's questionable with that foot. Uh, he was a limited participant in practice. Julio Jones, he was a DMP with a hamstring injury. Uh, and then, you know, they have a few guys on defense who are, are questionable here. Um, and then for Tampa Bay, the the big injury that, that they have on their side, Ronald Jones, he uh, well, first had surgery on his pinky uh, to repair a broken pinky, uh, but then ended up uh, on the COVID reserve list. Uh, again, wasn't sure if, if he was actually positive or if he was just a, a high-risk close contact, but uh, he was added to that list. We'll miss this game. So, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover, but I'm going to take Tampa to win. Even though I, I'm, I, I think I've, I finally determined my 
how I feel about this Tampa team. I don't think they're that good, honestly. Um, they barely beat Minnesota. The only reason they didn't is because uh, Dan Bailey missed like five kicks, <laughs> or it seemed like so. Um, <laughs> but um, on the Tampa side, Tom Brady should have a, a decent day. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I can go trust him uh, if as a high upside play for this fantasy semis. Um, so maybe you could look else, you know, elsewhere for other plays. Maybe Philip Rivers. Um, even uh, you know our streams of the week, I think, are better plays as well. Um, Ronald Jones is, is bad for him that you know, which we definitely could have had him in this matchup. But uh, Fournette's going to be there as you know a PPR RB two uh, could you know will get a safe reception mark, so that's good for him. Um, all three receivers though are are in decent spots. Um, you know Mike Evans, AB, and Chris Godwin. Um, think all three of these guys are playable. So, you, you know, I'm not sure who's going to end up with the higher upside. Mike Evans has been finding touchdowns of late. Scotty Miller was the one that found the deep touchdown last week. So hopefully he doesn't, you know, um, ruin the party this week. Um, so, you know, you're going to throw out all three of those guys, maybe with Mike Evans getting the highest upside. Uh, and on the Atlanta side, Matt Ryan uh, is playable. Julio's playable, um, you know, and um, – Calvin Ridley is also in a, in a good spot, even without Julio. He's a he's a wide receiver one. Um, Todd Gurley, I'm not really looking to him, uh, even if he's you know if, if he was able to play. Uh, and Why are we even talking about Todd Gurley? Yeah, <laughs> for the people that might have him out there, bo- you know, I didn't even bother writing him up. Other <laughs> <laughs> than that, yeah, Calvin Ridley and uh, Russell Gage, I think, are the only two pass catchers I really like. Russell Gage. Has been a target monster, I think, of late. You know, getting 12 targets uh, in one game, also getting at least five targets in the last four. Uh, so he's good for you in the deeper in PPR leagues. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i going to take the under here. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. going to take Tampa Bay to win. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with this Tampa Bay team, kind of like you, what you were saying. Um, and then, uh, you know, for... I'm going to take, uh, you know, if, if there's no Julio, then, yeah, no thank you to Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, you know Calvin Ridley, I'm firing him up as long as he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Russell Gage, you know, I, yeah, I mean, he is getting the targets. I just, I, I don't want to attach myself to Matt Ryan uh, without Julio. I feel uh, you. Especially with, you know, with this Tampa Bay, you know, this Tampa Bay pass rush. Um, you know, Matt Ryan. <clears throat> Not really mobile, so yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's tough, but uh, if you're if you're if you you know if you need help at wide receiver, you need a flex in a PPR league or deeper league. Russell Gage definitely makes sense, um, but uh, you know for Tampa Bay, I'm not looking to play for net uh, just because Atlanta's been surprisingly good against running backs as of late. Um, but you know I would rather go. You know I said it the other day. I'd, I'd rather play Jeff Wilson. Uh, you know, uh, would you rather who Zeke or Leonard Fournette? Uh, wow. Um, I think I would take, um, I'll go with Zeke. I'm going with Zeke. <laughs> nah, I don't feel happy about any of those answers. I'd, I'd rather be more cute and like play Tony Pollard over both of them and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think I, I, I think you you could guarantee that Zeke gets more volume, but the yardage would probably be the same between him and Fournette. But I could guarantee that Fournette will end up with more catches than 
than Zeke. Who, would. yeah, and who's more likely to get a, a touchdown? Like, neither probably. Probably Fournette. Yeah, <laughs> probably, I mean, probably Fournette. Fournette would just yeah, just just because he just exists within this offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. But I, yeah, I don't. I'm, you know, the Atlanta pass defense, they, they've been much Crazy. better, but I don't think the, you know, the Bucks will have a choice, you know, with no Ronald Jones, uh, you know, they don't really have a back to be effective in the run game here. I think they have to lean on Brady, uh, you know, utilizing Godwin and Brown in the short passing game. Uh, I, you know, I would, so I, I think I would, you know, I'm with you. I'd play them Evans and, and Gronk, uh, you know, they, they obviously have the touchdown upside there every week. Uh, and then Brady, I think, I think just because of sheer volume, you you could you could get away with playing him, um, but I'm with you. I'm not I'm not trying to play him. I would you know go with our streams of the week, uh, especially yours um, with Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, you know, he would be my surefire uh, pick. You know, Philip Rivers. I would go over him, but um, you know, there's always danger when you go to a quarterback that doesn't have that rushing upside, because uh, you know anything yeah. could go yep. could really go wrong. Um, Crazy, like so. two RB ones last year. You know, Fournette and Zeke. We, that conversation that you just asked, like that, they're just men now. And <laughs> <laughs> wild, <laughs> a year later. And you know, and the only reason you you're even considering it is because Miles, some guy named Miles Gaskin, is is not available. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Crazy. Um. All right, man, that's all we got for part one. Obviously, come back tomorrow and catch part two. Also catch our our starts of the week. You'll also catch us play some Get Money uh, as I'm trying to make gain some ground on Woo! Greg here. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, but, yeah, so definitely uh, want to come back for that. Uh, and, you know, just, again, good luck to you all out there. Hopefully Thursday Night Football went well for you. Um you know, obviously we are rooting here. We are rooting for you uh, because the advice that we give you is the advice that we're using. So um, definitely want to want you all to be successful out there and get these chips because that would make us proud. Uh, so everyone, please, uh, again, we appreciate your support. If you could continue to uh, rate, review the podcast, uh, that'd be great. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, you know, subscribe to the to the podcast on Apple, uh, Stitcher, whatever the listening platform is. Uh, and then if you could go ahead, follow us on social media. You can follow the show at FF Diagnostics on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Catch you all tomorrow. And we are out. We out.